Stay Sane with Jane, the show that helps you and your business to thrive, not just survive. Tune in each week as Jane connects with guests in the wellness, business and publishing worlds, bringing you the most up-to-date training, techniques, healing and guidance for growth, mindset and motivation. Each session includes a magical guided meditation led by Jane or one of her special guests. Here's your host, Jane Scanlon. Hello and welcome to episode 27. Um, And today we are interviewing Andrea Johnson. John Stone, even, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Andrea is a transpersonal therapist, which means she uses the holistic approach that focuses on the client's spiritual path as well as physical and mental well being. She's been a therapist for over 25 years and have wor- has worked in many um, diverse settings. She's also got her own private practice down here in Bournemouth, but I'm assuming also online via zoom yes correct fantastic welcome thank you jane it's really lovely to be here so thank you very much for inviting me to to share my passion with you and how i can help people tune in to have i think for me a better life a better life for themselves and um Really, what I'm focusing a lot on now is um, self-compassion, self-compassion to ourselves. Mm. Um, I feel it's really important that we kind of have that understanding because being a therapist for 25 years, I see the link with all my clients, many of them, is there's no self-compassion for themselves. They help everybody under the sun. (laughs) But yeah. they don't actually help themselves and you're not even aware of their inner critic that just puts them down. So really, I'd like to sort of share a little bit about that and what you can do to help yourself. And, and let's just see where it flows. Fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this interview and allowing it to um, flow just as you know our our work relationship has we met each other on um the Bournemouth beach Beach. on one of my mindful meanders um and since then we you know we have so much in common don't we with the things that we're interested Mm -hmm. in um mindfulness compassion love meditation um and the holistic therapies the holistic kind of path and journey so can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, okay. Um, I think I'll start at the beginning because I have a story to tell. Um, I won't go into it too long, but basically um, I'm called what you call um, a transracial adoptee, which means I was adopted as a mixed race um, baby into a white family. So my mum's French Canadian and my father, who I don't know, is Jamaican. But when I did my um, DNA, I actually come up 
more European, which is the Canadian part because the Canadians went through Europe. And I'm actually more Somali and Sudan. So that's that was really interesting, actually. So I've I've struggled quite a lot in my life. Um, not now as as an adult, but certainly when I was a child, um, you know, I was brought up in a, a little town called Christchurch, which is, if you're familiar with that, and it was very much predominantly white, like it is now. And I had a lot of racism. Mm. Um, and my parents didn't understand my my ethnicity um, and how that affected me. So I went really on a path of destruction, drugs, sex, alcohol, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I think I must have got to about an age of maybe about 23, where I just thought, you know what, this isn't cutting it. I'm really not happy. There has to be a different way. Yeah. And that's really when I went into the path, well, on my path of spirituality and looking at life differently. And yeah, I could say it's been life changing. Mm. It's been it's been life changing. Mm. Yeah. And throughout that that powerful personal journey of yours, um, and when I speak to many people in the holistic world many therapists um our journey started before our career our career led to our career is is that the same for you yeah I mean being a therapist we are called the wounded healers (laughs) you know and I I think that that there is a big reason for that is because you know I have for me personally you know I've been on a journey been on a journey um and I think when when you sit with a therapist the things that people bring me I've been through myself so you know I can have a real understanding and empathy um you know there can be textbooks therapists that you go on training and you learn and and that's all fine but I think really it's that understanding of who's sitting with you and you can understand that pain because you know that pain Mm. um you know so yeah for me definitely you know and I do believe you know our soul came in to do this journey and that, and some people get really angry about that and go, don't be so stupid, blah, blah, blah. But actually, um, you know, that that's my belief. You know, if I hadn't had the upbringing that I had, I may not have been a therapist. I may have gone in a completely different direction. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I do, yeah, I do believe our, our soul's, did did choose this the, the paths we're on um sorry there's a little bit of feedback mm. second um yeah chose the the paths that we're on and um and everything that we've been through in our lives then is our learnt lessons we're then able to help so many others aren't we mm yeah so yes indeed. tell me tell me a little bit more about 
your your practice, your work over the last 25 years? Okay, so I was really, really blessed to go to a private, um, I say university college called Sacred Space. And it was in Bournemouth and it, um, I graduated in 2003 and it was run by a shaman. Wow, and it sounds amazing. It, it was incredible. I'm telling you, it was incredible. And I actually have goose pimples as I'm speaking about it now. I don't know if you've ever experienced when you've walked into a building and you just feel like you've come home. Mm. It was the most extraordinary thing. And and the work up to it, how I you know I think the universe things puts in place for you. I was looking to do therapy, train as a counselor. And every course that was coming at me, I was like, no, not that. I it, it was too intellectual. It was too, you know, it, it just wasn't. Um, I just wasn't feeling it. And then I went to see a friend who's an iridologist who looks in your eyes. And then she said to me, oh, I'm training at this, this college. I think you'd really like it. So then I got an interview. Yeah. And it was just magical. It just, it was just came at the right time because the, the, the guy who was training, he was actually going to go and live in Canada. So it was his first last intake of three years. Oh, wow. So wow. It, yeah. So it was all meant to be because it doesn't exist anymore. And it was amazing. I mean, we did so much in that course. We did. I mean, it would be all, I mean, people do it now. But if you think about year 2000, we were doing trance dance. We were doing, um, you know, drumming. We were doing a lot of things that were really quite new you know um well new to Bournemouth new new to here anyway yeah so yeah it was it was prof it was profound and I met some beautiful souls in fact every day I never wanted to go home <laughs> it was like oh Magical. no because I found a tribe it was the tribe you know Real, when you're you've got the same passion and open hearts it was it was pretty awesome yeah that sounds magical and a little bit like my experience at homeopathic college. Um, and again, there was, there was kind of many options there, but I chose the more spiritual holistic college and it was amazing. We did, you know, we did um, some of our tutors were shamans as well. So we did all sorts of magical practices throughout the three year course um and sadly that college is no more I think we were the last intake as well mm, but yeah, it, yeah those um could you if could you turn the, your volume down on your is it laptop, me just in cases I can hear feedback and I'm not sure if it's being recorded thank you um yes it's just magical having those kinds of settings where you really can um learn about energy and true energy medicine yeah. I just love it yeah um, yeah can you tell me more about this um transpersonal therapy yeah about 
Okay, well, it's it's very much Jung and Maslow in the 1960s, you know, recognised that because that that's that was our model we we came from. So it is sort of recognising, you know, all our shadows that we that we hold, you know, and and they're the things really that we don't like about ourselves, and it's sort of like bringing that forward, be, being aware of that, and sort of shining a light on it, and letting it sort of be in the light because our shadows we keep them always in the dark because we're ashamed of them we don't want to show them so um it's work around that and also maslow hierarchy is about you know your safety you know um your home needs to be safe and secure because if that isn't if if that doesn't happen any time in your life then that will mold your your neurons a different way you know so you know that becomes trauma so it's, it's looking at all that really I mean a lot of my work is it always goes back to childhood always 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 so I do a lot of inner child work um you know because that inner child within us and we have many are usually the wounded and if we haven't looked and to heal that little child, which could be the girl or the boy, whatever you are, then that little child, the inner child does the outer child behavior, behavior. Yeah. You see? So it's, it's really nurturing that inner child, you know? So it's a bit like self-compassion for your inner child as well. So there's, there's so many layers and us, as us humans, so many layers you know and and it's and it's a, and it's a spiral because you you kind of heal one and then there's something else underneath that so there's there's never an ending never an ending no you know and i yeah. i feel that when when you when you start a healing journey as many of the people that are listening and many people that have been on the show as well have um, you're right. It it never stops because there's always there's always room for growth, and it's not a case of pushing, pushing, pushing yourself forward. It is a case of having that compassion with yourself for when um, when stuff comes up. Either life throws stuff at us, um, or stuff comes up within relationships. Um, no matter how new your relationship is how old your relationship is there will be um uh, testing moments moments where um maybe some old stories play out and it's in those moments that you get that um you get that choice to have the compassion hold the space but sometimes that wounded inner child lashes out instead. Um, and throughout, that, that's why I feel it's so important for people to continue the, the therapy, the self-development, the self-compassion throughout the rest of their lives. It's not just, a, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do a six-month um, uh one-to-one counselling for myself it it doesn't stop there does it no no it doesn't and the more you become aware of all your the shadows how your inner child 
operates then the more awareness you've got you've got more choices of yeah. what to do next you know and and you know i do a lot of work also with the nervous system the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system because i'm a yoga teacher and meditation teacher as well so i bring all those modalities into the room and and just give people the experience you know and and i think it's really important for pe people i don't know why my thing keeps going off people to have these experiences so they can go oh yeah i felt that or actually no this is this isn't for me yeah. you know um so so that's how i like to work with people you know um and i just want to sort of say a, a big thing what i did in my life was um and this is interesting um i was in a very unhealthy relationship when i was 17 and well, well it was domestic violence basically and uh i got out of that um and then that led me for working 10 years with women and children who were in abusive relationships mm. so that that was a, a big you know that was a big healing for me as well in helping people heal as well so um that was you know that was 10 years i used to work um do some work in the refuges um, I used to run, um, I used to work for a charity, what did art. And, and that was a profound time in my life. I mean, that was, yeah, that, you know, I used to hold groups for women, run programs for women, you know, and as we know, that's still very high. That still happens a lot, you know, with women yes. in unhealthy relationships. And it doesn't just happen to women. It happens to men as well, but majority are women. Yeah. Yes, um, there was a huge increase over the recent years of the lockdowns, etc. Mm -hmm. Wasn't there? Where yeah. um, and probably cost of living crisis as well was causing a lot of stress and tension in many many families out there. Um, yeah. What would be, what would be if, if, someone's if someone's listening or watching um, and they're yeah. in that? in that kind of situation, what would be the advice that we could kind of give them? Well, there are, um, there's lots of helplines, you know, there's Women's Aid, there's um, Bournemouth, um, well, there's the Refuge, and there's always people on the line because of, you know, to help you through that, because unfortunately, you don't want to be doing things really like taking off if you're not going to a safe place. You really need to sort of think about it because there's lots of consequences if you do that, you know. So it's really to sort of reach out, reach out to your GP, to anyone that can, you know, give you some advice and 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 record it. But the thing is really, if you are in a unhealthy relationship and when I'm saying an unhealthy relationship I'm talking about when you are fearful of your life and it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what he's doing it doesn't matter if he's you think oh no this isn't good enough uh, this isn't bad enough if you are feeling fearful in any way I would call the police because mm. everything has to be logged and yeah. that's really crucial that it, you get it logged you know um, because usually an, an abuser, it's just not one time. It's going to be many times yeah. that that he's going to not be very nice. Um, and they was also have a history, 
So to any women out there, if you are feeling unsafe, please, 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 you know, phone the police, talk to her, because um, they're much more trained than they used to be. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay, thank you. And after that period of working with um, women who've come out of abusive relationships and maybe still are were in them, um, what what did you what did you do then? What kind of? Well, I actually work? worked side by side by a lot. I was I was doing a lot, and this is interesting, right? Because this is why I do self compassion because. I was an up and coming therapist and then I did so much, too much, that actually I became very ill. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. So it, it catapulted me back. It's so interesting the journey that I've been on because I did domestic violence and then by the side of that I worked at a charity called Listening Ear that used to go into all the schools in Dorset and work with young people. So I had that going. I had the, the domestic violence, which was very, very, you know, when I'm working with abusive women, it's very, very intense. Yes, I can imagine. You know, mm. so actually, you know, you need to give yourself really big space to actually have compassion for yourself to kind of relax. But no, I was then working with this, with another um, another charity now, this is why I was doing all this was when I look back on it, my relationship had broken up and I was trying to maintain single mom, two kids, house, mm -hmm. you know, all the usual, what, what, you know, a lot of us are in. Yeah. And then, um, so on top of that, so char two charities, my own private practice. And then on top of that, what happened, my mom and dad got cancer. And that was, I think that took me over the edge. Yes. Because I have a nursing background and um, my dad was nursed at home, bless his soul. And he, we had the palliative care nurses in and then he died. Then three years later, my mum was diagnosed with cancer and I nursed her until I couldn't do it anymore. And then she passed over and then I was very very sick I got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis mm. and yes. that and then that was yeah when I had to say okay enough I can't do I can't go at this pace anymore this yeah. is crazy <laughs> you know and we I was talking about the rhythm the rhythm of the natural rhythm of people. Um, and I am finding my rhythm is much slower than I maybe even allow, you know? Mm. So back mm. maybe 15, 20 years ago, it was go, 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 work hard, party hard, everything. Mm. 100% whereas now I feel like I just I like things being calm I like things being slow and back when I was work hard play hard I had a lot of illnesses mm. I had a lot of repeated um, like 
body like dysfunction happening I had stress-related IBS you know all manner of things whereas now I'm slower I'm more mindful of what my pace is um and then I don't I don't have those um uh, you know illnesses and 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 uh did you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, when I think, I think, you know, this is another thing. We're in a society that tells us to keep going. You know, we call ourselves human beings, but actually we're human doings. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, if you listen to the radio, the TV, which I don't listen to, by the way, I don't do any of that because that, yeah. to me, that's my self-compassion also because it's just negativity. I yeah. don't want to hear it. It's a vibration that I do not want to be around. Mm, so I live in my, not that I live in my own bubble, but I just work and not work, sorry. I'm with people in my social arena who are in my same kind of field. The same you know? energy, the same vibrations. Yeah. 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 And, and and don't get me wrong, you know, there's days of mine where I'm not feeling great. I get that. And I don't positively think myself out of it because I don't believe that either. Mm -hmm. I kind of sit with myself. And if I'm sad, if I'm tired, I listen. I listen. And then I will come into self-compassion. What do I need? And like we have that conversation today, Jane, wasn't it? If you were tired at the weekend, what do you need? Do you know what? you needed to lie on the sofa yeah I I've got a hammock in my garden and that's been my godsend I mean I just sit in my hammock and it kind of is like 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 a baby rocking you know like baby being rocked yes. and I just allow myself to be in there because what happens and this is such crucial to think about the mind will always tell you to do something mm. or there's fear of missing out you know, there's there's a lot of that about, isn't there? The FOMO yeah. everyone talks about. Yeah. I I did used to get that, especially when I used to um I I still drank. So I'd feel like I was missing out on a night out after, you know, you know, being a single parent and that kind of thing. But since I gave up alcohol, gave up alcohol. um over over seven years now um the and the, the FOMO just isn't there I'm quite happy I, I still go out and enjoy yeah. myself but I don't get that um the fear of missing out on all these nights out like I see other people going on I'm quite happy in my own life mm -hmm. of meeting people maybe during the day instead you know yeah yeah, yeah. I mean the if you think about us human beings, a lot of us, I'm not generalizing everyone, but a lot of my clients who come to see me and like, you know, I've seen a lot of clients over those years. It's the fear of being alone. Yes. So when you have a fear of being alone, you you go outside yourself yeah. to actually distract yourself. So you actually never get the time to sit with yourself and actually hear the inner whispers okay what's going on because you know the shaman says 
when we were taught you're never alone you always have mother earth and father sky yeah and actually how wonderful it is now you know i'm looking out the window now the Got sun is shining blue sky on, right now the, you know and and actually so we we we're, we're never alone you know that's a concept of the mind again um so really when you kind of get get to understand that and it's okay being on your own actually you need to come in to to recharge if you keep going out you're depleting that's mm. what you're doing all the time yeah so you and know, also that's another around that many people, your energies are really oh. you're you're mixing energy with everybody else that's in that room which is why I'm also picky now with where I hang out and who I hang out with I used to love going to all sorts of d different music um gigs and raves and I went to one uh, a couple of years ago and it was me and my best friend we used to love breakbeat and drum bass and stuff like that and I went I was like oh my gosh I can't be around these people these people are angry and aggressive and I was like oh god no I'm never going to like see listen to this kind of music again like in a live right. venue because the energy of everybody else is so powerful yeah. and you so powerful. especially if you don't know you still take it on board still you on still board. take that energy home right. with you yeah 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 absolutely you know um but you've got to be willing to to live your life a different way I think that's what it is mm. as well because you know if we keep doing the same things that we keep doing that when we're not happy we're going to get the same results yeah you know um so so being self-compassionate once again is just observing your mind observing the inner critic because we're not our thoughts we are not our thoughts our thoughts just come in randomly 70,000 a day and if we just observe them, but we don't hook into them, attach to them, so they're like mm -hmm. clouds, they come in and they go, you know, as soon as we hook in to one of those thoughts that's telling us we're rubbish or whatever the inner critic's doing, it takes eight seconds and we're down the rabbit hole. Mm. We're down into that negative spiral um you know so it's really about you know what in the morning you know it's it's what what do you do in the morning for self-compassion you know gratitude's a great way to start isn't it your day you know we because mm. we are so lucky to have what we have and I'm not saying people don't go through bad things because obviously they do but if you could just find some gratitude yeah, you know, and 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 really, you need to keep that vibration up for sixty seconds. You know, yes. sixty seconds of gratitude, you're on a winner. You know, um, of that, and then it's like looking at how you speak to yourself, and you know, what are you doing for yourself also within the day to show yourself loving compassion? Mm. You know what. What I mean, if I asked you, Jane, what do you do on a daily basis that shows loving compassion to yourself? Yeah, 
So for me, it changes every day. So when I when I f- first started putting um, kind of routines, um, well-being routines into my life, it was quite fixed and it was quite rigid. So it was like, you know, you've got to listen to motivational, you've got to do this, da, 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 all in the first hour or whatever. And then I figured, actually, this doesn't quite work for me. I need more uh, flow and more flexibility in it. Because when I was setting myself a bar of 100%, but it make that, it was then almost like self-flagellation. Oh, you failed at this kind of inner critic talk. So what I do now is my the first hour of my day is very peaceful and very pottering. I do not get up and rush, rush, rush. I wake up generally with the sun um and I say hello to my lovely little animals I give my little cat some love um I go downstairs give the dog some love throw the ball and I make myself something to drink something nice and hot and I make them their breakfast and then I just sit and I love that that silence and that slowness that slow pace that that hour of me time um, Mm. that I've got no alarm, I'm not rushing. um, And then when it's time for my daughter to get up and for me to do those things, um, I've already filled up my own cup Mm. first. So that's, Mm. that's, always how I start my day and as you know I might go off for a dip in the sea and a little uh, walk in along the beach and a bit of connection and socialization with um, some gorgeous souls and I definitely I do that about three times a week um silence plays a massive part in in my life and in my self-care and um Oh, what was the other thing? Alone time. I, as I said, like this weekend, I realised I'd overpeopled and I was exhausted. Um, so for me, having building in alone time that I can do whatever, I can go to the beach, I could go to the park, I can sit on the sofa, I can sit in the garden, whatever it is, but I'm not mum, I'm not girlfriend I'm not friend I'm just me in that Mm. alone time to do whatever I want to do and yeah that is super important for my my week my mental health my my physical well-being as well for sure Mm. yeah yeah no that sounds really you know really healthy um because it is crucial that we give ourselves the time one of the the excuses that I hear time and time again is I haven't got time Mm. and I say to people well that's interesting isn't it you are awake eight hours of the day and you haven't got time for yourself and one of the things I will say to you know in self-compassion and and it's to the viewers who listen to this is what would you say to your best friend yes (laughs) you know 
you wouldn't tell your best friend if she's eating a bar of chocolate and berate her for it would you you would kind of go it's okay you know you can start again tomorrow you know if you were on a diet and then as we get you know when we get stressed we're we're one of our things that we'd go for is the sugar and the chocolate bar and then we have the inner critic that comes in and crucifies us mm -hmm. about eating that chocolate but we will do that to ourselves yeah but if our best friend said to us hey I've been on this diet and I had a bar of chocolate. We'd go, oh, that's okay. Okay. Worry about yeah. it. But but we don't do it. So it's really noticing how you talk to yourself and treating yourself like your best friend, mm. you know, because um, there's three component, components to, to um, self-compassion, and that's loving kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness. And we're all the same so you know even though I'm a therapist I still have my inner critic yes but I'm aware of her now I go here she is thank you mm. very much I hear you you know and I have a little dialogue with her I don't take her words on anymore and go oh god I'm crap oh bloody yeah. hell you know nobody likes me oh I'm rubbish no 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 I, I catch it and I go okay you know, um, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's important. But also you just reminded me, you just hugged yourself. <laughs> One of the things that, you know, which is really important for us as well is when we're having a hard time, we've got that inner critic on our shoulder. The one of the good things that you can do for yourself and is that is you can give yourself a hug. And when I say giving yourself a hug, we give ourselves a hug, two reasons. One, because it's a container. We put ourselves in a container. Yeah. Because when we're when we're got the inner critic, we most probably also have gone into the um sympathetic nervous system, which is the stress system. And when we're stressed, our energy just goes ching ching and it's out. It goes all out. So what we need to remember is to bring it in, like you give yourself a hug. And also when you're hugging yourself, if you rub your arms up and down, because what that does, if you think about it, it's very rarely that your arms kind of get a massage. And what this does, it does so many different things. It gives you oxytocin, which is really the loving good feel factor. And, and you're a container you actually makes you feel safe yes that's why that's why hugging yourself is really good and you can even go massaging into your shoulders you know it's a very very simple thing to do so if any time that you're really harsh on yourself or your mind is is telling you all these things you can just give yourself a little you know and, and stroke your arms and just sort of calm your nervous system down Mm hmm. Yeah, I like that. We often do that on the uh, beach after a meditation, give ourselves mm. a hug, a little squeeze. And it really does get you it back really into your body, you doesn't it? Mm. Um, and I know that you, you can feel when people are stressed, when their energy, it goes like you say, it just it goes out. It can be really spiky, mm. and mm. and you can really 
yeah, you can really feel feel that. Um, so if so if were well, work together, yeah. Andrea, what would it look like? How would I get in contact with you? Um, and yeah, what would the kind of client flow be? Oh, okay. Well, I to get in contact with me, you know, you go through my email. Do you want me to say my email? Yeah, go for it. And it will be above oh. or below. Yeah, my email. Um, do you do you want me to write it in, or you? What do I do? No, no. If you just say it, and then uh, when these are all, you know, when everything's live, it all. Yeah. Okay. It's um Andrea Johnston J O H N S T O N E sixty three at dot com, or my Facebook page, which is Andrea Johnston, because what I do is. And if you wanted to come to me for any therapy, then I, I'm on as Andrea Johnston on Psychology Today and Counselling Directory. I am a member of the British Association of Counselling and Psychotherapists, um, BACP. And also in, within my work, I do workshops, self-compassion workshops, which are, which are, I must say some myself, are really lovely, you know. <laughs> um and give you more tools and we do mindful war and and it's just really lovely just to be connected with other you know other women who you know may not know how to be self-compassionate with themselves because it's it's a learning it really is a learning it doesn't come easy mm. you have to learn this process because we're not born with it <laughs> you know if if we look at our childhood going back to the childhood again you know many of us have had very critical parents you know and so we've taken all that on because a lot of the stuff that we carry actually isn't ours mm. it's actually generational trauma or stuff that our parents have said because words are very very powerful you know you know if if someone says something to you when you were younger you still could carry that belief system with you yeah, And then that would have a knock-on effect of how self-compassion you would be or not. And most probably you wouldn't be mm. self-compassionate. So it's it's about learning these techniques and, and practicing. It's practice, practice, practice. Yeah. You know, so um, I'd like to do a meditation. Would that be okay? Yeah, I'd love you to. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to, you know, so, so you know, you can you can experience this and and just see how you feel um so um what i do is i invite you to to close your eyes down with your feet grounded on the floor we always need to have our feet on the floor to ground okay and what we're going to do we're going to take a gentle breath through the nose and a slow breath out the mouth And we're going to do that in your own time. So you do a gentle breath through up through the nose, breathing in. And slow breath out through the mouth. And you just start to become aware of how your body is. You're just going to observe it. You don't judge it. 
you just notice what's going on in the body. So just observe that body of yours. And then we just move up into the head and we just observe our thoughts. Remember, you're not your thoughts. They come in randomly, 70,000 of them. We just observe them. And we just notice if the jaw is locked. We want the jaw quite loose and the tongue just to be relaxed in the mouth. Because if we're holding the jaw, we're holding tension. We want the jaw to be relaxed. So just notice that, just witness that. How's your jaw? And we're just breathing and we'll make sure we're breathing down into the belly. We're not holding anything tight here. Just being in this present moment. Now, I'd just like you to place your hand up just into the center of your chest. And you can do this by coming underneath your armpit, going into the middle of your chest. And you just place your hand there. And this is what we call is the spiritual heart. It's just above the physical heart. And the spiritual heart is always a place that's calm. Whatever's going on for you outside, you know, or inside, this place is always calm. So I just invite you to place your hand here. And just feel the breath underneath the hand. And let's just stay here for a few seconds. Just breathing in and breathing out. Feeling the body more relaxing. Now, I'd like you to visualize yourself. What you're going to do, you're going to shrink yourself tiny, tiny, tiny. And you're going to place yourself inside your spiritual heart. So just place yourself inside your heart, spiritual heart. It can look whatever you like it to be. But within yourself, in your spiritual heart, and you're sitting inside, you're bringing yourself a beautiful blanket of self-compassion. Now, this blanket can be any texture you like, as long as it's warm and cozy so i want you to think of the texture of the texture of the blanket the softness so just visualize that i want you to think of a color of your compassionate blanket and does the blanket have a smell I want you to visualize what does it smell like? 
Now remember, this blanket is a blanket of self-compassion for yourself. And when you have the color of the blanket, the texture of the blanket, the smell of the blanket, I want you to visualize yourself wrapping it around yourself. So you're all cuddled up with this beautiful blanket of self-compassion inside your spiritual heart that's also giving you love, sending you lots of love. And you're just sitting there here, this beautiful blanket on yourself, just breathing, being in the present moment, nothing to do but just sitting here. And I want you to know any time you can do this visualization. So if there's any time that you're having a hard time with yourself, your inner critic is on your shoulder and is beating you up. I'd like you to remember this visualization where you shrink yourself into your spiritual heart and you wrap this beautiful blanket of self-compassion around yourself. And just take on how that feels for you. What's that like? Just knowing you can do it any time, any part of the day. Very, very simple, doesn't take long. And then I invite you just to take your hand down if you haven't already. And then what we're going to do in your own time, you just slowly open your eyes and come back into the space, wherever you are. Thank you so much. That was a beautiful meditation. And yeah, how how was that? I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, and the kind of this, I always love um, when I'm doing meditations or leading meditations to bring in a bit of that mindfulness about the different senses. I think that really kind of locks in the the power of the healing. Um, and for me, the, the smells oh. of this beautiful blanket were things like, um, it was very Christmassy, like orange, um, a clove and cinnamon. And I, you know, I'm thinking, oh, yes. I've got I've got a really nice blend of essential oils that is kind of that smell. So perhaps if I if I need that time for self-compassion or perhaps if I've got a difficult conversation, that if I use that, use um, that. 
essential oil it will just remind me that I've got that beautiful blanket of self-compassion on um and help me kind of go about my day so thank you so much Mm, you're welcome you're really really welcome so if anybody wants to get hold of me you've got my email address or my Facebook page and um yeah so really that's that's a bit about me (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it so just remind everybody how they can get in contact with you okay so you can get hold of me by my email which is andrea johnston 63 at gmail.com or you can contact me through facebook which is andrea johnston um or you actually can get me on instagram as well um i have an instagram page which is called panjo 48 which is <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that was my that was my nickname when i was a, when i was a teenager but so you know that that's and if I wanted to you know if, when I'm doing future workshops how would I get hold of um I guess yeah I don't know how I'd get that out well I'd, I'd, I'd actually so when, I'd when, you, when you do your workshops where do you advertise because if they connect with you there then they'll see those future workshops yeah is it mainly on Facebook yeah it is main, mainly on on Facebook or Instagram that that I do but so if anyone wants to sort of just befriend me they just ping me a message and yeah. then obviously when I've got some workshops coming up which I will have before Christmas um yeah. I just need to get my finger out um yeah. then yes they'd be more than welcome to come along more the merrier I mean I just feel you know if people can take this on that they self-compassion and learn it and practice it every day life does become much easier Mm, it really it really does um Mm. you create a diff a whole new level of intimacy with yourself but also with others um and i've definitely found just throughout this journey within myself within my family and also my work is that the more love you bring to a situation the more compassion um, and forgiveness the easier and the 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 better life becomes absolutely absolutely you know there is a saying as well you know you are the one you're waiting for you know mm. we all think it's other people we're waiting for you know the the white and shine um white knight in shining armor and things like that but no actually it's you you're waiting for yeah and um, because we in life we've just we've we've kind of forgotten <laughs> and it's it's about remembering again you know yeah definitely and on that note we're going to say goodbye this has been an amazing 27th episode thank you so much for joining me on stay sane with jane and for the beautiful compassion self-compassion um meditation um and we look forward to sharing this and for lots and lots of people to get in touch with you 
Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you so much from my heart. Thank you for, for letting me share my experiences. Oh, it's a pleasure, Andrea. I really, really enjoyed this interview. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye.